It's good to be with you this afternoon to celebrate our veterans. Being an Air Force veteran myself, uh, preparing this brief homily with a desire to touch all those who have served in our armed forces, I tried to think of something uh, that all veterans have experienced. All of us, no matter when you served, how old you are, how far back, or how recently, what's something that has that holds all of us together? The first thing that jumped to my mind was inefficient bureaucracy. <laughs> Every veteran I know has a story of somehow an inefficient bureaucracy where you, you, know, you tell it and everyone laughs just to keep from crying. But, uh, yeah. but more seriously, as I, uh, as I thought of being with you today, a passage of scripture came to mind. And it has been playing over and over again in my head. It is the moment in the book of Joshua just before that famous moment in the book of Joshua where he fought the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down, there's a moment right before that in chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. I'd like to read it for you. When Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, no, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take off your sandals from your feet for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. This passage has struck me uh, and has stuck with me as I thought of my fellow veterans today. And for those of you who are here today and are not veterans yet, you care for and serve and remember those who are. I think that this passage touches on the three things that all veterans actually do have in common. Those are a call, humility, and gratitude. Call humility and gratitude because that really is Joshua's story. Joshua's story is a story of call, humility, and gratitude. It begins with his call. Joshua served as the assistant to Moses for years. Moses, that great leader of the people of God, he needed help, and Joshua, the son of Nun, was given to him as his assistant. And upon Moses' death, the Lord called Joshua. He called him very bluntly. He came to him in the first chapter of Joshua and said, Moses, my servant, is dead. And as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Now be very strong and courageous. So Joshua was called not only to serve as an assistant, but he was called to serve as the successor to his first commander. Every veteran has a story of their call to serve. For some of you, that call came as a draft notice. You may not have expected it, but your country called you. They called you to come and to serve, and you did. For others, it was a more inner sense of call, a sort of a, a I know what I have to do now moment, and you went and found a local recruiter. For my friend John, it was after the events of September 11th, 2001. We grew up, played in high school band together. 
Uh, and after September 11th, he joined the Army Reserves as an EOD, Explosive Ordnance Disposal. And he was immediately uh, called up to do a job that he described to me by saying, Tag, if I mess up my job, they're not going to have to waste any money on a coffin at my funeral. My own call to serve was not uncommon. Uh, I was a graduate student, uh, a musical graduate student, musical graduate student who played saxophone, classical saxophone at that, with plenty of debt, no job, and a new wife. I met an Air Force band veteran who happened to be a professor of trombone, and he said, you know, it's not so bad, the Air Force band. You play music, you get a haircut, you have to take the trash out every so often. Whether it's exciting or not, every veteran has a call to serve. But then every veteran I know also has a moment of humility. For many in the armed forces who don't serve at the pointy end of the spear on the front lines, it may seem like life in the military is a fairly normal job, except for the uniform and the haircut. For me, I played music. It was my job to... uh, take a bow for those who would never hear the applause. And while my friend John was disarming explosive devices in the desert, I was touring up and down the mid-Atlantic states playing the music of John Philip Sousa and the ever-popular Glenn Miller. For the record, I prefer Sousa over Glenn Miller. But one night in particular for me stands out. I sat on stage Somewhat bored, the fourth night of a seven-day tour, playing Tuxedo Junction and in the mood for what seemed like the 147th time that week. I was just doing my job. I looked out in the audience and I saw a woman who clearly suffered from Parkinson's disease, shaking a little bit in her seat in the fourth row. When we were done, as usual, when we did our shtick, the audience stood and gave a rousing round of applause. But there in the fourth row, I saw the woman with Parkinson's work for a full minute, putting her hands on her chair to strain and to stand up, to be able to stand and clap and join in that ovation for us. Had she really enjoyed our show that much? After the show, Her adult daughter, who had brought her mother, came to the front of the stage to thank those of us in the band personally for helping her mother to relive wonderful memories that she had of her late husband, a veteran of World War II. I was deeply humbled by this woman's applause. How could I, in that moment, be so bored with my job? What I realized was that my part in the armed services mattered So many of us who have served have wondered at times, did our part matter? Some folks I know say, ah, I was just turning a wrench. Ah, I was just the supply clerk. Ah, I just ran the numbers. But at some point, somewhere along the line, most of us realize that we were part of something much bigger. And no matter how small our part, our part mattered. 
So it was with Joshua when he met the commander of the armies of the Lord. He didn't recognize him at first. And so Joshua said, are you for us or for our enemies? And the commander said, no, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face. He was humbled to realize there was something bigger going on than even the battle that he was about to fight. Joshua was part of a bigger story, one that would go down through all the ages. Thirdly, every veteran I know has a story of gratitude. You know, uh, we used to joke with each other, and we would say, ah, how you doing? And the answer was, oh, thrilled to be here, proud to serve. We said it jokingly on the boring days. But when I went to France and played in a Veterans Day parade in a city that had been liberated by veterans of World War II, and the people of that town still remembered it. When I went to Israel and marched in a parade through the streets of Haifa, being greeted by Israelis, thanking us for what our country had done for theirs. When we played with the bands of other countries, France and Germany, and I even played a Polish sea shanty festival in Warsaw, When I think of all my moments, all those small moments, I have gratitude and I truly am thrilled to be here and proud to have served. And while I was at the more fun end of the spear, my friend John at the pointy end of the spear is no less thrilled and no less proud, even in the midst of the things that he suffered, even the loss of many friends. He is thankful to have served and grateful to have served our country and to be part of something much higher. Joshua, too, took off his sandals in the presence of the commander of the army of the Lord. He knew that he was in the presence of one bigger than himself. Christians understand this commander in this passage to be an Old Testament revealing of Jesus Christ. After serving, so many veterans wonder what will compel them as they move on in life. Is there life after service? We especially ask this question in light of those who did not come home. The Christian gospel reveals Jesus as the ultimate veteran of war. He was called called by his father from eternity past in order in time to take on flesh to come to earth, to suffer at the hands of men for the sins of the world. Christians call that the humiliation of the Son. He was humbled, humbled to the point of death on a cross. And He did it so that we might enter into the joy of His resurrection. That is the good news of the gospel, that Jesus rose from the dead and is the true commander of the armies of the Lord at the right hand of the Father. And he calls you to serve with him in humility. So many veterans I know were able to do their job because they saw their military service as part of a greater service. If you're called by God and chosen because of His love for you and not your love for Him, that's grace. And if you are saved by grace and undeserved favor and not saved because of your own works, then you have nothing to boast about. And the more you understand that, the more humble it actually should make you. 
And the more humble you become, the more grateful you are to be called to a higher service. You're drafted, so to speak, into an army of grace that wages war against the dark forces of this world, not with the weapons of the world, but as the old hymn says, with deeds of love and mercy, the heavenly kingdom comes. Many people nowadays find out that you're a veteran and they instinctively say, thank you for your service. The first time someone said that to me, I was still on active duty. I was with another bandsman. We were in a Home Depot in Hampton, Virginia. We were buying some wood for a stage background. We were in uniform and on duty. And when the person said it, I remember thinking, oh, oh, I'm sorry, you must be thinking of someone else. But in the intervening years, these ideas of calling, humility, and gratitude have helped me to realize that my part mattered, and so does yours. If you're not a veteran here today, but you wonder how best to show honor to those who have served, then I call on you. I call on you to find your moments of calling and humility and gratitude, to find that place where you have been called to a higher service, a service that humbles you even as you do it. And that moves you with gratitude to thank God for what he has given you. That is the ultimate thank you for your service in which all of us can participate. Let's pray. And now, Lord God Almighty, who has made all peoples of the earth for your glory, to serve you in freedom and peace, grant to the people of our country a zeal for justice, and the strength of forbearance, that we may use our liberty in accordance with your gracious will, through Jesus Christ the Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.